Hi, I'm Paul Germain, and welcome to another session of Smart Boating. You know, as you know, we cover a variety of topics on this show, from uh, anchoring to insurance to uh, man overboard. And we've got an interesting session here today. It has to do with stretching the season, basically, up here in the North Shore. It can be a little short, so stretching it gives you a little more time to get out there and boating. But you have to bear some different things in mind. And, and joining me to cover that area is Walter Riley of the local power squadron. Welcome, Walter. Hi, Paul. Hey, Walter. Uh, we've got a cool show here today. Uh, but before we get into it, can you share with people just a little bit about your boating background, a little bit about the Power Squadron? Sure, Paul. I've been boating for about 60 years now, and I've been a member of the Power Squadron for at least 12. Boater education is one of the most important things we do. The United States Power Squadron has been around since 1914, and we like to deliver courses and seminars and a very various other uh, online and other opportunities. Wow, 1914, that's quite a long time. <laughs> I wasn't around then, <laughs> okay. though. Okay, <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, you know, this is really an important subject, so let's, let's hop right into it. You know, I think some people don't necessarily make a distinction in their mind between uh, spring, summer, and fall boating, but, but fall, early season and late season boating really is different. What are some of the key components that you think of when you think of the differences in the conditions people might encounter? Well, this is a really good place to start, and there are a number of key elements in the equation. Number one, the wind is often stronger and the waves considerably larger in the off-season, yeah. making navigation difficult. <laughs> right. Wind and water are much colder, and if you find yourself in the water by accident, there's a real danger of hypothermia setting in quickly. Oh, yeah. Now, three, sun, the sun goes down much earlier. At 5 p.m., you only have 30 minutes or so to make things right, right. instead of three or four hours. Mm -hmm. There are very few other boaters out there to lend a hand if something goes bad, and you... Uh, in case you break down, for example. All right, so if something goes bad, you got to fix it a lot faster is basically the story here. Right. You right. are very much on your own in the off-season, and it's smart to be prepared. Okay. Well, how about, uh, you know, one of the things that crosses my mind in the off-season is is uh, checking the weather conditions, both before you go out and well underway. Is that a good point to bear in mind? That's a very good idea. Listen to the marine broadcasts and study other weather forecasts carefully. The last thing you need while boating off-season is a dramatic weather surprise, like a large violent cold front moving through. Also, just as important, put, your, put on your marine radio and keep it on while underway. That way, if some conditions are changing, the worst you'll have a, a heads up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good, good point. How about this whole idea of a float plan? You know, you, you hear people bandy the term float plan around, and it seems like, from what I understand, a float plan is even more important in this off-season boating. Can you quickly tell us what is a float plan, and is it that important in off-season boating? Paul, float plans are an excellent idea all year round. The idea is simple. You just tell someone reliable the basics, where you're starting from, what you're in, where you plan to go, who's with you, what time you expect to be back. There are forms available from various marine agencies and the Power Squadron, and you can keep it as simple as a text. But I can tell you, if you're boating later in the afternoon or you hit a serious snag that you can't handle shortly before sundown 
or fall overboard in the middle of the day, you'll be glad there's someone else thinking of you. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, you know, so we check the weather. We, we, we inform someone else of our plans, and, and you kind of think things over. And I'm thinking when you get to the boat, uh, one of the things you want to do is uh, figure out where the PFDs are and uh, figure out how to put them on, right? Because you need, to <laughs> you need to wear them so they do you some good, right? Yes, right again. It's always a smart idea to wear a PFD but it's even more important in the off-season because of the danger of hypothermia. Mm. If you fall overboard, perhaps injuring yourself on the way over, you're going to want to have a PFD that gives you solid buoyancy and keeps your head and face lifted. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point there. And, you know, that's probably a good place to uh, stop for today. We've got a really neat session coming up. The next one that's going to talk about... Fire, everything from fire extinguishers to uh, checking over the engine. So I hope people come back to join us for that one. Sounds good, Paul. 